Hello, hello, hey, hello, 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 hey, hello, 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 hey, hello, 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 hey, hello, hello. Test your mic. Uh, Andre, Andre, talk into the fucking mic. No, are you gonna be holding the damn mic? No, yeah, you are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, talking to the damn mic. I just, nigga, I did. Are you gonna be talking? Uh, so you're gonna have the mic literally inside of your mouth for the duration of the podcast. It's, not in, it's like really close. I mean, I'll, I'll be talking loud. That's too close. I'm gonna talk like this. this is so Hi, church mother trying to find her part in the song yeah. or you know can't. in worship in the middle of worship okay getting ready to finally is that is that what it is the, you know the keys start and then the drums start uh-huh. and she just like Ooh. and the person just can't like hold sitting my meal here no just more. like just thinking on his goodness Ooh. and just knowing that the moment they let out that note is just going to be of sleeplessness. <laughs> it's a real thing. It's mm. a real thing. So here we are, Saints. Yes. We went through many trials <laughs> and tribulations to bring this episode to you. I want y'all to know that. Testing my faith. Ooh. Wow. My God. Truly walking by faith and not by sight because, bitch, I was asleep the whole time <laughs> driving here. I don't know who got me here, but the grace of God, okay? So here we are, the worship podcast. We out here. Um, thank you for this opening selection, this opening hymn. <laughs> In fact, play Christina. <laughs> Let's move on. That pipe. Um, That's a bop, though, my God. It is not. Uh, for, for me and my wow. house. For me and my motherfucking house. It is super trash. That's the point. Oh, what? God. But it's like a horrible song. Like, it's just not good. It's um. It's not like it's like, 
I don't know. I disagree. <laughs> it is a a lovely trash song. anyway welcome to the worship podcast we are two fat black queer churchy ass niggas um who are here to discuss how we are navigating our healing if you would like to send a praise report a prayer request uh you are fasting and want to give us some some fucking recipes that you are using on your holy ass fast if you um got a new nigga in your life that got some good dick if you uh are finally divorcing the fuck nigga in your life um let us know okay please if you have a new tongue that you have discovered in, in Sunday service and want to let, let us know about that, please email us at worshippodcast at gmail.com. Y'all know I can't spell, so I'm not going to spell it out for you. But hopefully you all have figured out by now. Worshippodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to also hit us up on the Instagrams. Um, shout out to Evan, Evelyn from the Internet. Um, who, do you, are you familiar with Evelyn yes. from the Internet? Do you, yeah. have you seen when she's like pronounced... So it's like a, I think it, she's Kenyan, and it's like a Kenyan thing to replace R's with L's. <laughs> so like, it's so good. So like when she and her brother are together, she'll be like, "This is my brother." It's so wonderful. It's so I just love learning about like the idi- idiosyncrasies of like different folks' cultures because I'm like, "Wow, I never would have known this." Yeah. So she really leans into that. Anyway. Lovely. Instagram worship podcast, um, hit us up and shit. I'm sure we're elsewhere as well on the internet, but Twitter, not for real. Thing. Um, just, just, just do not spell it the right way. Spell it the way that it is said, or that you read it yeah. on it. Like, and and you'll find us. Yes. That's it. That is it. Bless God. Um, hashtag worship pod. No yes. cast. Amen. Mm, no cast. Are you a rapper now? Okay, Drake. <laughs> Hashtag worship. Hashtag no yes. cast. Um, no cast. Please don't put that in the end. I don't worship. I don't know her. Sorry, I'm fucking up right now. Okay. okay. Um, so nigga, how was your my fucking weeks? Well, month? my month was <laughs> my month was good. I have been taking boxing classes. I am going to see Beyonce and Jay Z. Yes. In Houston. Wow. In September. What a miraculous wonder. Right, nigga. Like, it was just, like, a glorious occasion um, that I just happened across. I was like, nigga, why not? Just do it. So, (laughs) yes. I hope that the Airbnb. These are Oprah arms, okay? (laughs) I'm hoping that the Airbnb I go in is not haunted. Did you look at them reviews, nigga? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's all been great. But, you know, I just, I've been watching a lot of Paranormal Survivor, and I'm just... Bitch, make sure that nobody died in your house. So I don't want to wake up to a nigga in my face. I yeah. just don't want to do that. So, but yeah, otherwise, it's been good. I've been um, going to therapy um, on a consistent basis. Wow. Um, unearthing shit. You know, all that, all that, all that bullshit. Um, 
I feel like there's more, but nope, I don't have anything else. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I haven't been writing like I want to, mm. so that's Writing, sucks. journaling, anything, or writing, right, okay. Like, Real. literally anything, picking up a pen and being like, nigga, I'm gonna go mm. ahead and get something done, just no. When you were writing, what did that look like for you? Was that like... Um, it looked like anything I felt at the time, so it could have been a poem, it could have been like a short story... It could have been the beginning to a script. It could have been anything. It could, and it was journaling as well. Um, it was just anything. I just woke up. I was like, oh, I feel like writing this. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, none of that recently. So. And what was the time commitment, sir? Um, there was none. It was just like while I was in the middle of work and I had downtime. Right. Or um, like I'd be driving. I'd do a voice memo or something. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't set time up aside yeah. which I feel like is not a good thing um, you should probably set shit aside and be like this is my dedicated time but I never did so. yeah. but you know I'm so you know it's cool same OG it's, it's cool it's same cool. old nigga from black <laughs> and I think I mean it's less about like what is good and what is bad and like really what is good and what is what is good for you mm-hmm. um, so if like finding those times like if you know at some time during my day, I will have an open time when I can, you know, write shit. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't look like the same time or even the same amount of time every day. Mm-hmm. Then, like, and that works for you. That works for you. Um, for me, I know I have to make myself do everything. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like me being like, bitch, when you wake up, here's your 30 <laughs> minutes to write. Fucking write. Um, and even that, don't be doing the trick. Yes. <laughs> Oh God! God. Uh, <laughs> so my month, maybe month and some change at this point, um, was was cute. Um, a bitch went to London and shit. Amen. A bitch went to my fucking Manchester and Amen. saw the Queen B. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was super cute. I like. There was just so many, what is the word, serendipitous moments, like when it's like, wow, this is, how did this happen? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think that's serendipitous. Anyway, um, of like at the Beyonce show, there was a black girl from the States sitting right in front of me um, who like on some boss bitch shit, like was just like, yeah, girl, I work in Dubai. So I flew over for the day (laughs) to (laughs) see my fucking Beyonce. (laughs) In the like in the tenth row, um, and I'm gonna fly back tomorrow. <laughs> wow, boss bitch in shit. Dubai, my goodness. Um, also, the white bitches next to me, like drunk as hell. One of them asked me if they could wear my hat during the concert. Also, can we talk about like, like I realized anti-blackness is global but like for real anti-blackness is global and it's so wild um and i don't even want to use our like podcast time to really talk Mm -hmm. about it but like white folks are wild everywhere yeah literally everywhere um but yeah that was an amazing show i i don't can't remember if i told you but like i bought my ticket for the concert um under the understanding that euros are more worth more than USD, like was clear about that, <laughs> but I did not find it. Um, 
important enough, I guess, <laughs> to like do a simple Google bitch, tell me what the conversion rate is for this ticket yes. for this Beyonce show from Euros to USD. So I didn't yeah. do that. Yeah. That that would have taken seventeen seconds. Mm -hmm. So instead I hit purchase okay on that ticket only to find out that the ticket was not the mere 20 to 30 dollar difference that I thought it was but rather <laughs> nearly a hundred dollar difference so um, I had an excellent seat okay Amen. Amen. <laughs> bitch I better Amen. Um, but it was very expensive so I feel like you know, I got my fill on Beyonce for a lifetime. Um, it was super cute. I was really glad that I didn't go for the VIP shit because, like, it was, like, actually annoying to see these niggas, like, with these little plastic-ass book bags with whatever the fuck was in it that they paid, like, $200 extra for. And that was the VIP package. Anyway, um, so, yeah, it, it was fun. I had some weird, like, sinus like very visceral reaction like my throat was itching mm -hmm. my my eyes were itching while i was in london it was really weird um i went to iceland and it Amen. was so fucking beautiful and like again a moment of serendipity like i really wanted to tour london i like i wanted to take a tour because london is so beautiful mm -hmm. um but all but I was arriving in London at like three PM. Um and by that time all the tours had left for the day. Mm -hmm. Um so I was like, Well, I'll just try my hand at like renting a car. Bitch, I had never rented a car in my life in the States <laughs> or otherwise. Um but I was like, I'm gonna try. So once I land once we land in Iceland, um I get on the shuttle to try to see if I can rent a car and what do you know there's another black visibly <laughs> queer bitch on the fucking shuttle who had clearly also just come from London because she had all this Harry Potter shit also I got to take a picture at the uh, nine and three quarters platform Amen. which was lit um, and I was just like of course my Sagittarian self was just like hey bitch want to go on an adventure and she was like yeah I already got a car and everything so I just paid her back the like half of the uh, stuff that she already, already paid for and um, we went on this 12 hour road trip um, to see the Black Sand Beach in Iceland to see the geysers and the hot springs um, we saw the, I think it's called Golfoss, which is like their waterfall, their huge waterfall. Mm -hmm. um, it was just so amazing. Yeah. It was so beautiful. So, um, so I just, I'm just so grateful for being my parents' child um, <laughs> because both of them niggas are just like, uh, yeah, I'm going to ask you if you're trying to save some money and have a good time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was really awesome. Um also, the nigga that I went on the road trip with was hella fine, Amen. hella fine, <laughs> um, but also hella young, and like that showed in our conversation, which was fine, um, because you know we're at points in our life sure. to be at points in our life. Sure. Okay, um, Iceland native? No, no, no. She's from New York. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was also from um, the U.S. Okay. And we we actually t literally took the exact same flight from JFK to London on the same day, but we just never saw each other. And then from um, London 
to Iceland for like a 26 hour layover and then back to JFK. Um, but yeah, super cool, super cool person. Um, and I'm headed to New York at the end of this week. So maybe I'll see her again. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. It was so fun. And I was just like, of course, leave it to my dyke ass to like find another dyke in Iceland. <laughs> in Iceland to road trip with. Black one. Uh, like, I love it. I, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was wonderful. Um, yeah. Life is life is cute. Praise. It's cute. Glory. Yeah. It's time for the raw and honest. Now it's time for the raw and honest. So this is a segment of the Worship Podcast where we talk about something that we've experienced um, since the last episode um, that has um, made us identify an area that we need to work on a bit more closely, a bit more intentionally. <laughs> you are silly as hell. Um, so would you like to? Begin? Yes. Um, Thanks. <laughs> my run honest is that um, I'm that nigga. Um, yes. Well, just, you know, keeping it a buck. Mm -hmm. um, a nigga has just been... Because it's been a whole ass fucking month. Ignore that. Um, <laughs> because it's been a whole ass fucking month. And... You know, I've been doing things like going to therapy religiously and doing mm. these things. Um, I feel like there's n there's not one thing. I feel like there's like this whole plethora of like deep seated bullshit that causes that's like the causes of my anxiety, mm. uh, different things I deal with that I'm unearthing right now, and um, there's a few things. So like. I'm in this space where I'm like just constantly unearthing and overturning shit, but also I'm not, I'm kind of letting go of the reins and letting someone else help me with these things yeah. as opposed to just like being like, okay, I can handle it all on my own. And it's a different experience. And, um, because you know, people can, cause I, I think I can see a lot of the shit that I do, like, but also it helps to get another set of eyes in mm -hmm. um, to see, you know, little things that you may kind of gloss over that are actually significant. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm in a place where, like, I'm actually putting in a significant amount of work on a consistent basis to try to transform these things. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's not fun. It's not fun at all. There's nothing fun about it. There's nothing glamorous about it. There's nothing um, that you like that while you're in it that you're you're celebrating. Right. Um, okay. Like you you could, I I had to I have to force myself to celebrate these things because like I don't feel it. Like there's mm -hmm. nothing that I'm feeling um, positive about um, sh uh, short of just me knowing that these things are going to help in the long run. But, like, right now, these shits don't, like, nothing. It's, it doesn't feel good. Like, it doesn't feel good at all. Um, I think it's, like, when you start to unearth things, um, you go through these cycles of emotions. So, you're, like, you feel, like, resentment mm. um, sometimes because you're, like, damn, um, 
this these things happened to me and now I have to like work toward fixing it and mm. it just shouldn't have happened to me in the first place and I gotta put in extra work to get this shit removed or, or dealt with mm. and then you go through like sadness that of reliving all the things that it's affected throughout your life without you even realizing mm. and a whole bunch of other emotions but I guess the main point is that um this is kind of like I'm in I'm in a a space of like a contained uh it, I I don't want to call it a mess cuz it's more than a mess. Mm. <laughs> like mess doesn't cover it. Okay. Um but it's like a contained directioned um if that's a word directioned um clusterfuck. <laughs> Maybe that's a better word. A highly structured yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, like if you ever seen those cartoons or like the like Tom and Jerry or whatever, like they would be fighting. Yeah. And like it's just like this big cloud, and you see like a whole bunch of like feet and arms coming out. Like just imagine that that's that, mm. but they're moving. <laughs> they're moving. Just imagine that, but you're like moving a, you're moving on a road. Okay. And so, like, you're doing all this shit, but you're, like, driving. Yes. And you stop at the light, but the shit is still, like, yes. fucking around. And then you make that right turn. Wow. And then you make that left. And then, you know, you go down for, like, ten miles. And then you you, you, you veer off to the right yes. and you merge into traffic. All the while, you're still doing that fight shit. Yeah. Like, that, that shit is still Arms fighting. Arms flying. Flying fucking the fuck shoes flailing. Everywhere. <laughs> like, you done lost some shit on your way. You, you lost multiple things on your way to this fucking place and then it's like you <laughs> all these things are still happening around it but you're getting to your destination yeah. so that's what it feels like it feels like tom and jerry out here fucking around and like getting into fights and trying to kill each other um and you know yeah so yep yeah and i yeah for me my raw and honest is just like i'm a mess right now <laughs> And there is no, like, more articulate word that I can have for this state of affairs. Um, but I, um, I was talking to a friend of a friend um, whose name is Amanda, and um, I follow her on Instagram. And she kind of, like, perfectly articulated this place that I'm also at, because she is also in it, of, like trying to be very intentional around like developing these habits that she wants in her life habits that honestly she feels will make her life better and you know happier and things like that um and realize that like while she was taking this time to try to develop these habits and skills like there was very real like emotional shit that she was not like even addressing mm -hmm. um for the sake of like feeling happier around like her product productivity in her life mm -hmm. and i can like i was like bitch relatable relatable yeah. content right now like yeah. i feel like i have been working on trying to develop some habits and some some ongoing practices um, that, you know, I definitely 
can contribute to my wellness overall and things like that. Mm -hmm. But really what are good and persistent habits without like a strong foundation. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is what I am lacking right now. And that's what I'm being forced to reckon with. And I think this like idea that you can, you can like good habit your way into um, wellness or good habit your way into mental health or good habit your way out of the mess <laughs> um, is just not real. Like you mm -hmm. have to grapple with the shit that's there. Yeah. Um, so that you will have something to um, be a firm grounding for those like habits and, and persistent things that you want to do. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. My house looks an absolute fucking crazy ass mess. It's <laughs> wild. Like I had this whole ass bout of anxiety on Friday because my landlord, so my house is currently 85 degrees mm. and um, my landlord was like okay i'll send someone out and um but they can't come until monday morning and um i was like cool like great i'll schedule for it mm -hmm. then on friday he's like hey the uh hvac person came by and you weren't home i'm i'm sorry did you not say monday my nigga <laughs> Monday is not Friday. And he was like, no, I never said Monday. Mm. I was like, nigga, I'm looking at your text message right the fuck now. <laughs> so I had to leave work and, like, run back to my house because, like, honestly, I could have given them, could have given them him the code to, like, just get in my house. But my, again, house looks like a fucking wreck. Um, which is reflective of my life. Um, so I was just like, I feel like that was a moment where I was just like, no bitch. Wow. You really are a mess right now. So I'm still trying to figure my shit out. I'm just trying to be okay with like, I hate this cliche, but like being okay with not being okay. And like mm. sitting in that and figuring out what that means for like what work I need to be doing in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of honesty when it goes through when it comes to processes. That's mm -hmm. why a lot of us have unrealistic expectations and goals um, relating to everything. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. All right, niggas, it's time for church affirmations, mm -hmm. and your boy got a scripture from on high. Finally. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. What was that? Nothing. Well, say it one more time. Nothing. Okay. It's okay. All right, so. In today's edition of Church Affirmation, um, by the way, Dre, would you like to explain what Church Affirmation is? Church Affirmation is when we um, crack open that uh, book of scripture and give the true living translation of that scripture. Um, no fuckboy shit, no extra, no um, layered... Um, fucking homophobia and like anti-blackness and and misogynoir none of that shit it's the true and living translation how god intended it yes praise amen and today for our church affirmation uh saints <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be coming from matthew 6 19 through 21 
And it reads, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Okay. Amen. Amen for the amen. We praise God and we thank God for the reading of his holy word, of her holy word, of their holy word. So I have been in conversation over the last few weeks with folks about this notion of black wealth, um, specifically around niggas notion that like this trite ass narrative around look at Bill Gates. You see Bill Gates, you, you wouldn't know he was rich by looking at him. He doesn't, his car doesn't look like he's rich, his shoes, his clothes. He don't look like he's rich. You know, that's why that is because he's saving that money and he's rich. And you niggas with your Jordans and your Maybachs and your Maybachs, nigga, I wish. And your Cadillacs (laughs) and all this shit, all this flashy shit. If you just save that money, you would have some wealth, nigga. And I'm just like, thank you. You you solved. Do you niggas know how wealth works? You solved the issue. You solved it. Do you understand? I'm glad you said something. Do you understand that Bill Gates' net worth has, I believe, over nine zeros in it? Maybe 12 zeros. I think nine, though. Do you know (laughs) that one one hundred thousandth of Bill Gates' worth is nearly one million dollars? One one hundred thousandth of that nigga's net worth. Me not buying Jordans for the rest of my natural lifetime will not put me anywhere near one one hundred thousandth of Bill Gates' net worth. So, in this conversation, um, I've just sort of been thinking about um, how important it is to note what happens um when colonization gets a hold of the land gets a hold of how we think about land and our our relationship to it and our relationship to what is valuable in the mm-hmm. land that has now been colonized and um by extension us and things grounded in the capitalistic sort of reality um that it creates and how those things on earth or like that were a part of what we considered earth, what we considered reality are really no longer real or sustainable for us. Mm -hmm. Um, So our only chance for survival is investing in our heavens, so to speak. So um, again, Matthew and Matthew six, 19 talking about, um, not laying up yourselves treasure on earth, but laying up yourselves treasures in heaven and thinking about like 
where are our heavens mm-hmm. as black folks, as black queer and trans folks? And like, how, where are they? How are they? What are they? And like, how are we resisting this narrative of um, investing what we have, what little things that we have in this reality that white supremacy, anti-blackness and capitalism um, asks us to have buy-in to on earth, like on what colonization has now created as earth. Um, And how can we resist that by like invest in shit that is heaven to us? Um, And this is not to say that nigga, if you have a 4013B, like you should say fuck it and make an early withdrawal and like buy all of the Jordans that exist in Virginia and like make a shoe room in your mama's house with that shit. Um, but if you do send some pictures, nigga, (laughs) um, but engaging in this conversation, I've like more than once thought about my mother and like all of the energy and time I've watched her invest in like pinching every penny and saving every bit she can. And still she's struggling. Um, Still, you know, not buying her favorite perfumes, still not buying, you know, um, these favorite shoes that she has. None of those things can fix the fact that she cannot accrue wealth. Um, So why can't we take time to, like, invest in those things that bring us joy, that bring us closer to whatever feels like heaven to us? Um... And it just, I don't know, that I I was just like looking for something in the scriptures that felt like it affirmed our ability to to invest in our joy and our solace and our peace. And that feels like it does. Like, yeah, like what is our heaven and like what makes us feel closest to that and how do we make sure that we're investing what we have in that mm-hmm. um yeah yeah in healthy ways definitely too because some of the shit that can feel like heaven to us is not healthy for us Real. um even going back to like people like bill gates and um what's that nigga who made facebook mm-hmm. zucker corn <laughs> um, what is zucker corn from okay go ahead <laughs> uh, Mark Zuckerberg or whatever the fuck and like Tom from MySpace I don't mm-hmm. know whoever mm-hmm. uh, the niggas who made Twitter mm-hmm. and you're like oh yeah you never see them in these flashy things and they in this like y'all don't know that like like they, they actually like the wild thing is that a lot of these things that y'all think are plain like oh yeah he's wearing a plain black t-shirt this shit is made out of Egyptian cotton. Egyptian cotton. It costs four thousand dollars. But y'all niggas don't know that because y'all think that only shit that's flashy costs mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's these false assumptions that you think that oh, because it doesn't look like to your eye mm-hmm. that he's spending a wild amount of shit, uh, money on on shit that he's not. Right. Um, so please don't think that I, I'm telling you, niggas who have money are not shopping at JC. It's just, it's not it's happening. Not. I mean, like, you know, like you know, you'll see like what you call it, like Beyonce was at Target, you know, yeah. shit like that. 
I'm not talking about that. Talk about like niggas who have money are not skimping on like shit. That's not that's not a luxury. Mm-hmm. Like niggas are oh I'ma just you know go to a Walmart and give me a T-shirt for what? Like for what if I don't have to? A lot of the shit we do is because we have to, yeah. not because we want to. Yeah. So, so niggas, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Honestly, truly. Yeah. All right, it's time for all my niggas in the whole wide world. Um, this is a segment where we are discussing uh, the different relationships in our lives. Um, familial, romantic, platonic, all of them. Um, yeah. So... I have nothing. I have nothing. 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 Niggas. I I have nothing. Um, I am in no way. Well, I want to say in no way. Uh, I'm not completely interested in niggas right now. Take your time. I'm not. I I had this discussion with my um, therapist, and we were actually talking about my first and last relationship, which is my last one. And I was just talking to him about it, and like, I kind of discovered that, like, well, was it even a discovery? Because I feel like I knew it already. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was like this thing where I realized, you know. I was kind of just going along with the flow um, throughout my whole relationship. I wasn't really like, there wasn't really much of my thoughts or anything or like the way I wanted or the way I saw my life going in that. It was more so just me being like, okay, just being agreeable. And um, even though I had like thoughts and desires, I was just like, whatever is the most peaceful mm. just whatever and like it got to the point where my therapist even asked me did you did you even like him and i was like real um i think so i, I think I'm, i, I think yeah, he was maybe. cool he was funny you know and like in the middle of him saying that i was like oh damn did i i feel like i did like it's so it, like shit like that can be so um, it can be so complicated because when you're in a situation where you don't even give yourself a, a chance to breathe, mm. like you can't even survey your emotions correctly. It's just like you're just going and going. And so like when you're going like that, even after that situation ends, you try to go back and think about your feelings. And some of it is just kind of cloudy cause, mm. or like a good bit of it if you were just going, going and not even like taking a moment to soak in the relationship you'll go back after the shit is over and be like what did I actually feel about this person and thinking back I'm like nigga I don't even know if I necessarily felt anything or if it was just like being familiar or it was just a whole bunch of things the only thing I can say for sure is that um it wasn't the best thing or I wasn't the best me mm. and um, I didn't I don't really recognize who I was 
Um, and I feel like when it comes to the people who I'm kind of, or I have been seeing, or the people, or the person I'm seeing, it, it's this thing of like, it's like me trying to consider: Do I even want this? Like, is it even something I truly want? Yeah. Because like I'm like, none of this is like actually exciting to me, mm. or it's not none of it. And I'm I'm not a person who believes that like everything has to be like this super exciting thing right. that like pushes you off. It, but like I'm. I'll say this, um, there's a difference between excitement and enthusiasm, and mm. it's not mm. even enthusiastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. sure, Be because here. this is it. You black, yeah. I'm black, you yeah. gay, I'm gay. Let's do it. This looks like uh, it might be a thing. <laughs> and I just, I'm just, I just feel like a lot of times when it comes to any type of relationship, romantic, anything, uh, family, friends, I'm just, and it makes my stomach kind of cringe when I'm mm. thinking about it, just like go along. Mm. I'm just going along with the ride. And then when the shit is over and done and, bl and you know, then I'm like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> like, <laughs> nigga, you had all these chances yeah. during this whole relationship, relationship to say, fuck out of here. Yeah. Like you're on some bullshit. Um, yeah. And so just thinking about, I, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I, I feel like I want to be more present in mm. all type of relationships because I feel like I'm not. I just feel like, you know what I feel like? <laughs> this is it. This is it. I think it, it's just taking too much energy from me to, like, to engage with people. Mm. It's just, it's it's so much, I feel like. I think I talked about this in the previous podcast, but like the return on my investment, mm -hmm. like I feel like it's just more going out than coming in. Yeah. And I'm just like, I can think I get my, a little bit back from you? Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like my, my aversion to all these things is just like the investment is just not like the return. The yield is just not high enough. Yeah. And um, even in like relationships or, friendships that or any type of relationship that I ha that I'm having that may on the surface mm -hmm. seem like it's like something that I'm getting something back right. but it, it's, it's just empty yeah you know like um somebody who may be like enthusiastic about me mm -hmm. like but on the surface yeah. I'm just like nigga do you you don't really know anything about me yeah like you know nothing about me and like but like it's like all these things happening and we're doing all these things and like you're trying to like this one nigga was like we should go to Miami I'm like we've known each other for a month like planning a, a trip for yeah. next year oh next year next year no I'm like Mike's <laughs> Mike's out here cause I've definitely been there and like so instead of like outright saying no I've been just kind of being like we'll see <laughs> yeah, that's when your voice skips an octave and it's like mm -hmm. yeah. you know I don't know who knows yeah. it's tentative yeah. like, let's just make it tentative right now um, so yeah um, I don't know where to start I don't know where to start um, in these relationships where I where I really just want to slap a nigga yeah. like, and just being like I feel like 
I'm giving too much energy to things that I don't want to do, mm-hmm. that I have to do as an yeah. adult now, um, just to get into things that are supposed to be pleasurable and like um, supposed to give me some type of fulfillment. For that to also be like just an obligation, I'm just like, nah, yeah. nah, be and and I really don't have the heart to just be like, hey, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Right. Like, or can I just not talk to you for about a month? <laughs> you know, I don't have the energy. And then thereafter say. for every month following. And then every month we re-up and be like, do we need another month? Okay, sure, yeah. yeah let's just, yeah. yeah, good. Wow. So this, I, I didn't think I had anything for this segment, but um, I do remember, and not remember, but I just want to highlight... Um, this powerful term that my friend Jamari introduced me to, um, spitting on theme. Have you heard this? No. Okay. It sounds very sexual, but I feel like it's not. <laughs> okay. So, and I'm sure Jamari will listen to this and let me know if I've misinterpreted this, but this is, this is what I took. Okay. okay. This is what I put in my basket Amen. from this shit. Amen. Um, so after this, uh, XXX Tentacion. That is the is oddest that? name. Yes, okay. but I feel like that's that's um, what everybody's been saying. I don't okay. Know yeah. Um. After this child was murdered, um, we were just talking about like folks, folks's response. Mm-hmm. Um. Specifically, thinking about like, um, folks who are, I guess, on the spectrum of political ideology, like on the more radical black end of, um, of political identity. Mm -hmm. Um, and like just how they were responding and, um, thinking through whether or not they cared and like what their response was to like murderers and I mean, to rapists and things like that. Um, and he asked me like what my thoughts were, um, about this child's murder and about this, this, child and, and all these things generally. And, um, what I found myself doing was like, you know, just sort of thinking about the, the opinions and things that I had heard. And mm. like, of course I had read articles cut, like, you know, talking about all the things that he had done and, and, and all of this. Um, but I found myself, you know, thinking about, well, what did so-and-so say? I kind of agreed with that. What did so-and-so mm-hmm. say? I kind of mm-hmm. agreed with that. That sounded like, yeah, that sounded like that. That's something that I agree with. Um, and just started like regurgitating to him, like, here are my thoughts. When really they weren't my thoughts, they mm-hmm. were like things that I'd heard that I agreed with. Like they seemed like, eh, yeah, I can live with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jamari with his brilliant ass, like, <laughs> with his brilliant ass, he was just like, okay, like, I hear you. And are you thinking about the repercussions of all these things? Are you thinking about, like, what these actually look like in practice? Um, Or are you just spitting on theme? Like, are you just like, (laughs) here's the topic, and here are the thoughts that I've heard about this topic. Um, And (laughs) I was like, oh, right. (laughs) I haven't really thought about how these things all... (laughs) 
<laughs> work together. Okay. Um, so that really has has been something, and I feel like when did when did that happen? Like two weeks ago, maybe a, a week ago, something like that. Yeah. Was it a week ago? I, like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but whenever that happened, since whenever that happened, I've just been thinking about how often I operate out of this space of like either like I'll, I'll arrive at a situation that I'm unfamiliar with and I'll just be like, well, what if I, what are the, you know, things that I've heard people say about being in this space? That seems applicable. I'll use that. Um, or like, you know, all of these things that allow me to, um, be very passive about very important and maybe not like not important in the sense that like how I feel about tentacions or how you say the child's <laughs> death matters, but like how I'm thinking about these things mm -hmm. definitely matters. Um, so I, I just, I just identifying another way in which I concede to autopilot in my life um, about very big and real things because um, there's so many areas that this happens and I think relationships is one of them of like um, God, yes. wow you're cute I, I find you cute and you're also black and queer this seems like something that could work. Like, and how silly does that sound yeah. for Cause like, if you put it in, in, in any other context of like, I'm hungry, I see moldy food on the table, your food, your familiar food, I'll eat you. And like not asking any more questions <laughs> about the food. Like if I'm like, if okay, I'm hungry yeah. and right, I see right. food that I know is food, like it's like yeah. chicken and a banana on a plate like that's a weird combination yes. sorry but it's food that is familiar mm. but it looks trash it looks like maybe someone threw it in a pile of dirt and then put it on the plate it's moldy yeah. um but i'm just like i'm i'm or not something you you may be allergic to allergic to but yeah. it looks familiar yeah. it looks like the right and thing and it's food and it's food yeah very clearly <laughs> um and and for me to not ask any other questions yeah. and just delve in like yeah. that's silly yeah. i would never never um <laughs> So true, I, true. I just love this idea of like checking in with myself around like, bitch, are you spitting on theme? Like, are you just looking in your database? Like, hmm, what did, what did so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so oh, say about this thing? Yeah. Hmm, I'll go with that. Yeah. yeah. That sounded good. Yeah. I, I won't like think about the context. I won't think about like if that has, if, if their thoughts are specifically contextual to their lived experience Nope, I'll just take it and run with it. Yeah. So I really appreciate Jamari for um, for that that bit of advice and that uh, you know that read honestly. Yeah. Because you know it truly is. If yeah. your niggas are not reading you, no. what are they doing in your life? Honestly. Also, I want to say happy anniversary to Jamari and his wife um, because the niggas are just wonderful and Aww. just amazing and um, oh hello. How long has it been? Say long one more time. Because that long did not come from New York. Where is it? Where is how it? long how, has it been? How long? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, honestly. I have no clue. Um, let's say 20 years. It's not sure. It's not been 20. It's In black definitely, life, sure. Right. 
Yes. Hello? I don't know how many years. So, Jamari, I'm sorry that I did not <laughs> decide to do more research before I uh, celebrated your holy matrimony. I truly do apologize. <laughs> but I love you all the same. I think it's been a year. I think it's it's one year. Okay. I think. Amen. But who knows? Niggas be living it's lifetimes. At least one year. Yeah. How about that? At least. At least. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> Personal healing, personal healing practice, yeah. <laughs> All right, so personal, personal. All right, so in this segment, um, we discuss something that we did this <laughs> since the last episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, that has contributed to our own healing, um, be it an ongoing practice or something that we did one time, or just thought about because <laughs> sometimes it'd be like that oh nigga. that opens up a whole new door there <laughs> yeah i'm gonna I'm actually redact um that statement from the record um so you go first nigga. okay this, this is your... um for me one thing that i realized was a personal healing practice was embracing this these contradictions uh, of the relationship that I have with the internet. Um, that the internet is both completely real and completely unreal. Mm. Like I realize that I use the internet often to share s- some of my more intimate details um, as a means to not like have to verbally like share not verbally but like have this conversation with everyone that I know whenever I happen to see them in person um and it's awesome because like it gives me an opportunity to normalize shit that like if I were to do it on a person by person basis it would be like this really stressful um, situation every time of like how do I bring this up and how will I respond to questions and like all these things but on the internet it's just like this is what it is if you have a challenge with it um, you can grapple with that the next time you see me feel free to bring it up but you also below you know whatever the post is that I've made you now also see that there are many people who are like oh yeah this is normal oh yeah I support this oh yeah like if you need help with this thing or whatever it may be I'm here for you Mm -hmm. and like creating this like hedge around me virtually that then in some strange and amazing way like extends to the real life experiences that I have with people Um, But I also know that in my past, I've used that against a lot of people, um, you know, much in the way that young social justice warriors do of like, (laughs) I, you know, this thing that my family does, I'm going to make sure that they, um, that they don't get to do this thing um, that I only know is a bad thing because I went to college and, you know, have been on Tumblr since I was... (laughs) however many years old. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's just a very interesting contradiction that I have um, realized has been re- a really powerful tool in my life. Um, 
most recently I made this post on Facebook that was just like, Hey y'all, um, I identify as gender queer. And for me, that just means that I am now in a place of honoring that I have always engaged my gender as an expansive experience. Um, and I've always known that the only hindrance to my like expansive experience of gender and genders has been like society and the world telling me that like I had to choose, I had to, you know, choose a side. I had to, you know, only identify one way, um, which is in direct contradiction with the fact that I am a fat black femme um, because we are often asked to do a lot of things that cross the lines of gender always. Um, so yeah, just identifying that like, hey, I'm genderqueer and this is what it is. And like, if you want to use new pronouns, you can like, let's try some shit out, but I'm not like married to any pronouns and like, it's whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and that just being that. Um, and like two of my cousins who I saw this past weekend were like, Hey, yeah, I saw your post and like, that just seems confusing. And I don't know what the fuck that means, but like, I guess sis. <laughs> and I was like, in my head, I'm just like, wow, like you, you actually just didn't say anything. Like, why not just keep that to yourself? But I love you all the same. And you didn't like come at your neck too crazy. Um, <laughs> But I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know if the internet is, like, a great thing and, like, just an opportunity for me to normalize, um, normalize shit that otherwise would be this, like, super raw and super traumatic and traumatizing, like, experience of me, like, coming out to folks every single time there's something to come out about. Um, or... If it's like this agent of like weakening my ability to stand in my shit and like be present in in the like the flat in the physical mm -hmm. um, with my shit, I don't know. I don't know. So I'm just yeah. That's that's been my healing practice of like honoring that contradiction, um, and honoring that like maybe it's both. Um, maybe it's, it's like an, a, a way to allow me to live my freest, most open life. And maybe it is also like hindering my ability to, um, be that free and open and honest in person with people. I don't mm -hmm. know. Hey man, interesting that you say that because my personal healing practice has been staying the fuck off of social. Mm -hmm. Um, just like leaving that shit alone yeah. um, because um, I think I'm only getting because I feel like in my early years I never understood or agreed with um, too much of anything yeah. is not good for you I was like there are some things that can you can get you can't get enough of yeah. and as I'm growing I'm like yeah nigga like anything in like a great abundance is not going to be good for you um, and just like the constant barrage of thoughts and opinions and 
I think the wildest thing about social is that, like, niggas will present their opinions as though they're facts. Mm. And, like, I mean, hard facts. Yeah. Not just, like, not just, like, well, I think. It's just, no, this is this what, is what it, it is. is. Yes. And you're, like, you're wilding if you don't think this right. is what it is. Right. Um, with no research, nothing to back it up. Just this is what it is. Yes. Yeah. And um, having that constantly, like, thrown at you or me. Um, just daily by the hour um, it's just a wild thing to um, experience and also sometimes realizing that um, a lot of the times when you're tweeting or when I'm tweeting about like different issues you know uh, regarding you know uh, any type of socio-political uh, issue that it's like an echo chamber mm -hmm. and like I'm speaking to the choir uh, when it comes to niggas who follow me yeah. <laughs> or like friends with me um, and also realizing that it's a whole different beast like in, in this kind of Trump era mm -hmm. like it's not about you trying to change these niggas minds because they've made it clear that they know yeah, but they don't give a fuck yeah like, it's not even like, oh, I've been presented with facts and like, oh, I'm going to change my... It's like, yeah. I know, I do not care. Yeah. So, you're spending your precious energy trying to convince me, and the truth is, I do... Don't care. ...not give a single fuck. No. This is what I think, and this is what I believe. It's like everybody, like, all the white people, all the Trump people are just like Aries people. Like, they just, loud and wrong, just want to be wrong. <laughs> And, like, even when they're proven wrong, it's like, well, this is some of my opinion, so I don't know what to tell you. Right. Uh, so just staying away from that type of shit mm -hmm. and just backing up and, like, being being in a place where I have, I'm able to, you know, have my own thoughts and then, like, feed them to people and, like, mm -hmm. see, like, what that is and, like, kind of getting other thoughts with me and, like, be, deciding whether or not, I fully agree with what I was thinking right. based on facts I was given yeah. has been helpful because my nigga too much information coming at you at once will mm -hmm. fuck you up. Yeah. It's just it's just a lot. So yeah. That's super real. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I I long ago um left behind this idea that I could like engage people into seeing shit my way like them. Yeah them paragraphs long responses on threads and shit and it's bitch. so like sometimes you'll see people say bitch I ain't reading all that <laughs> you'll be like Christ thank you for being honest yeah. so in the future I can I've definitely done that to people <laughs> and then turned right back around and given them multiple paragraphs to read wow wow <laughs> Yeah, the internet is a wild-ass place. Oh, my God. It's wild as fuck. All right, now it's time for... Shit. Now it's time for obligatory nonsense, obligatory nonsense, obligatory... You better go ahead. So obligatory nonsense, this segment, is typically where we're talking about white people. 
Um, because Unfortunately. Every day. Every hour of every day. Every hour. Yes. Oh my God. Do we have time for that? No. Okay. Every hour of every day, these niggas are doing some new fucking foolish ass mm-hmm. shit like they getting paid to do it. And honestly... They might be in the long run. They they are. Yeah, they are definitely truly, getting paid. They yeah. are definitely benefiting off of this fuck ass shit that they do yeah. every day. Yeah. Um, so today, um, really briefly, we'd like to discuss. Okay, um, the other side of the coin of weaponized uh, white women's tears. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know. We're very familiar with this idea of, like, white women, the moment that they find something that they are not pleased with, that, uh, you know, slightly and mildly inconveniences them, (laughs) that they can release just one droplet of salt water from their tear duct (laughs) and solve it all and have every black person within a 50-meter radius around them arrested immediately without question or thought. Um, And all of their problems will be solved, whatever they may be. Um, But I also want to talk about the other side of this, which is um, benevolent, weaponized white women's tears. Um, So we recently saw on the Rachel Rachel Maddow show um, when she got news of this uh, breaking story of migrant children being locked in cages, um, being detained in these essential, essentially um, immigrant juvenile detention centers. Mm-hmm. Um, she had this moment where she just completely broke down mm-hmm. on air. And of course the footage went viral because a white woman crying. What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, but for me, it just brought to light this phenomenon of even in situations where a lot of folks would like to say, oh, wow, look, you know, look at this white woman using her privilege um, to bring, uh, bring awareness to an important issue. It's like such a slap in the face to the folks, typically black and brown folks, typically black and brown women who are doing all of this important organizing work around these issues, who have been doing all of this important organizing work around these issues, who have never had any attention brought to their work until a white woman decides this is worthy of my tears. Um, and we're also we also saw this when Kim Kardashian got news of this one black woman, one of God knows how many black women who was imprisoned um, and decided this is my white woman duty, my good white woman duty to go and talk to my good friend Trump um, to have this woman. Um, what is it called? forgiven or or whatever it's called any pardoned mm-hmm. um and i'm i i just fail to see how they can't understand how like one how insidious it is that literally all it takes is one white person saying to another white person hey, this is important to me. You shouldn't do it. And like, wow, 
I feel like I've I've said this before on this podcast. Like, um, I'm pretty sure, like the exact same thing. Um, like, wow. So we've been doing all of this years, generations long struggling and organizing around these issues, and all you had to do was nudge your friend and be like, hey. This kind of inconveniences me a little bit. It makes mm-hmm. me feel a bit icky. Can you stop? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how white women, you know, the well-intentioned, well-meaning white women are using their tears right now. And it's really, really harmful and not useful at all. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes, also, they're only thinking about it on an individual scale mm-hmm. of, like, we need to talk about this one person in the case of Kim Kardashian, or we need to talk, cry about this one issue that's happening that's a part of a larger um challenge so yeah that's it's frustrating as fuck yeah i think me and my mom had a conversation about that uh when she was pardoned i forgot her name was mary was it mary don't ask i don't don't know um but when she was pardoned and we were talking about how yo like my mom was like you know it really my mom said you know it really took she was speaking specifically about this president, but she was like, it really took someone famous coming to him mm-hmm. and being like, yo, can you do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, sp- specifically someone, but especially someone who's like not black mm-hmm. and famous come and mm-hmm. be like, hey, can you do this? And Kim Kardashian is white. Sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, coming and being like, yo, can you do And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Um, because No question. None, none. Um, and like I was mentioning how, you know, there's like people who probably, well, not probably who definitely have been working on her case for probably decades. Um, who, who probably didn't, people who probably died not being able to see her be free. And like, then this happens and you're like, oh, okay. Well, fuck all these niggas. Okay. So I guess that's done, you know? And then like. I think my mom had said something about like, like it really sucks that this happens, um, but it would be so helpful if like white people as a whole saw how powerful they were and just use that shit. Not even saw, cause y'all see that shit every y'all I'm see sorry. it, you know. No, like, but moved in that power yeah, yeah. towards some sort of good. Yeah, um, because. I think I had mentioned how, like, there was this one Black Lives Matter rally and, like, um, like, cops were wilding out, like, one night. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the next night, a whole bunch of white people came Mm -hmm. with them and they made, like, this circle around them Mm -hmm. and the cops didn't fuck with them. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, if they fully, if they fully, like, use that shit, it would be so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, at a point, I'm just thinking, yo... Like I definitely would like the resistance shit mm-hmm. to 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 you know just keep on pushing back, keep on pushing back. Mm-hmm. But that shit gets tiring. Yeah. So it's like it would be so much more fruitful if like there was just like a database of white people who said I'm gonna sign up to be white tears yeah. or just white shields, and we yeah. could just call on y'all and be like, hey, we have an issue. Can y'all come and be like the white shield? And they're like, cool, yeah, let's do that shit. And it just get this shit down the road a lot faster mm. than just the struggle that it takes for us to do it on our own. Mm. Like, because this is just, it's a lot to deal with, you know, so yeah. Well, it would be even better is just why people like being as diligent about being aware of what the fuck is happening as mm-hmm. we are. Yeah. As we necessarily have to be. Yeah. And like us not having to like even 
call them up and like them just being like, hmm, this looks like an opportunity for us to intervene. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's do that. Mm-hmm. So fuck y'all niggas. In a perfect and... world. God. Actually, not in a perfect world. No. A perfect world would be them not having They would to do not that, have so. any white people. <clears throat> All right, y'all, we are going to skip right on over, pay your ties, and close this bitch on out. But for pay your ties, make sure you're listening to Everything is Love. Um, Amen. Because, wow. Yeah. What a, what a fucking, yeah. wow. Like, Damn, I do want to talk about Everything is Love. Jesus Christ. Like, I'm just, I'm just, even, like, Beyonce made me, like, want to listen to her husband. Like, what? Mm, this is a thing. What the fuck even is like, that? Like, wow. I actually enjoyed him on this album. Yeah. Like, bitch, what, what type of Creole magic voodoo? What, like, what are you doing? And I even have this theory around, like, how the album came about. Because the first few times I listened to it, I was like, this album is, like, whelming. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not over. It's not under. It's just there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some bangers. I, my four favorite songs... Uh, Nice, friends, boss, and ape shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy those songs a lot. I enjoy generally the whole thing. I'm calling it a big tape. I have this whole theory that they were like a week out from the tour starting, and Blue is just looking at her parents like, y'all niggas look real comfortable right now. <laughs> like, y'all look real cozy and settled in and like confident. Here's an assignment, bitch. Go and make an album. You have one week. Half of the week you will spend recording shit. The other half you will spend mastering and editing. Go. And it better be ready by the fucking time Rue at Rue. Rue and Sir turn one, nigga. It better be ready. And that's how this album came about. Yeah. Um, so that's my theory and I'm sticking to it. Um... I love it. I enjoy it. All right. Let's go straight into uh, the benediction. Amen. This is, <laughs> this is so wild how fast this episode yeah. is happening. Yeah. Um, so I greatly appreciate you identifying mess mm-hmm. and like really giving me a tangible way to identify with um, your mess and even like maybe be able to better articulate the mess that I'm in right now. (laughs) Um, Because that's swirling, but moving, swirling, but moving chaos and calamity is is definitely where I, where I feel like I am right now. And I'm so appreciative of of you for like articulating it in that way. Amen. Amen. Um, nigga, I don't have time to think, so thank you for everything. Amen. <laughs> All right, so we Back are going... It. Do you have any quote of any sort um, from any ancestra? Uh, I feel like I have something, and it's like trying to come up my throat. But uh, um, um, wrap, okay, uh, here's, wrap your hands... Here's... Uh, wrap, wrap your hands around yourselves. Uh, did you feel Who's... that? You've just been hugged. We love you for free, sugar. Who is that? Is uh, this that's Monique. This is Monique. What are you doing? <laughs> this is Monique from the Monique show. That's not oh, oh, my God. Okay. Well, I'm going to make this very quick. Um, I'm going to see us out very quickly. Um, thank you, Ancestors Universe, all there is. Um, God, God's all of the niggas um, for allowing us to finally record again. (laughs) 
<laughs> we went through hell and high water to record this bitch, Jesus. Sometimes I thought we'd never see Ooh. the light. <laughs> and I'm just so grateful that we have had this time, though brief, um, to ground with each other and um, discuss our lives and, um, you know, recommit to this podcast that we said we were committing to doing. Um, so I'm appreciative of the time and the space to do this and, and to re-engage in this practice that has become a grounding practice for me. And um, I hope y'all niggas have a bomb ass time until the next time we yes. <laughs> record another episode. Jesus Christ. All right. And all my niggas names, I pray. Amen. Yeah, Amen. And Ashe.